This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. This is what we call a three technique. This is what we call a three technique. On the ride with Royster. I'd like to start off by saying sorry for stealing from the stores in China. I didn't exercise my best judgment. I apologize to my family, my coaches, my teammates, and UCLA for letting so many people down. I also apologize to the people of China for causing them so much trouble. I'm a young man. However, it's not an excuse for making a really stupid decision. It's LiAngelo Ball, the middle of the three Ball brothers, and yep. one of the three UCLA freshmen uh, caught uh, shoplifting, and they didn't restrict themselves to the Louis Vuitton store. They shot. They stole from Some three stores in China. They th- store th- stole uh, the AD out there, Dan Guerrero. You got to give UCLA credit. They made these guys come out and talk. Yeah. Dan Guerrero, the AD, he comes out and says they stole from three different places. Oh well, I didn't and, know that. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, hey, they might. Trump might be right about this one if he didn't say to the Chinese dictator what do you think of the what do you know about these three knuckleheads who were right which he called them knuckleheads and he was right about that who were stealing in uh in uh in china and See, they, they let him come back your guy the don can smooth over any water as i said <laughs> as i said donald's campaign literature is going to say uh in 2020 it will say i, I got it here uh, where is it? Uh, it's going to say Donald Trump's 2020 campaign literature will include this asset. Elite, an area of keeping U.S. college basketball players out of China's Chinese hey, prison. That's that right. Yes. Is that word elite? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and is he not number. undefeated in that regard? <laughs> he is undefeated. <laughs> By the way, uh, uh, Jalen Hill, a six foot eight freshman. No from- relation. Uh, from uh, <laughs> no, from uh, from Corona, California, he was the uh, he's a four star and was the number seventy two uh, player ranked nationally. Uh, he's a freshman. Cody Riley's a six seven freshman from Sierra Canyon High School in Chatsworth, California. He was the number seventy three. Uh, recruit also four four stars. The guy who gets all the publicity is Leangelo, yeah. but he actually was a three star and rated 101. Yeah, because I think the, the thought is nationally. of of the three oh, ball he's, boys, yeah. he's like the he's worst kind one. Of a husky, yeah. non shooter. He's an inside player, and he's six five. So yeah. the the kid the junior now who I don't know where he went because uh, the old man had a so falling out. With he Gino would be Hills. like Daniel Baldwin. Yeah, he, yeah. He's Daniel he would Baldwin. be the fat middle guy. Yeah. Yeah. He would be the fat middle guy, yeah. 
Uh, but uh, anyway, those were the three knuckleheads. Are they going to get suspended? Well, they suspended them from the team. No, now. but I mean, but, but I mean, like for the season, or are they going to be? Because they haven't told us what they're going to. Because isn't that what happened with? Um, they will have to earn their way back. Coach Steve Alford said. Isn't that what happened with the kid that ended up transferring to Iowa State uh, when Tubby suspended him? Oh, Royce White. Royce White. Isn't that what he did? Didn't he steal from the Mall of America? That was part of the problem. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Well, I think they didn't. He. Tubby didn't run him off. He just, I mean, Tubby suspended him, and then they kept him suspended the whole year, and then he just And then he decided to transfer. Yeah. yeah. My friends, a toast. <laughs> As the woolly-haired Melanesians of Papua New Guinea once said, <laughs> Mr. Peterman, uh, we missed you at the Get Well party. <laughs> Poor old Walt has a polyp in the do one. Oh, Elaine. This dry air is curing me like a black forest ham. <laughs> God, what a great character. Well, the uh, Buffalo Bills uh, today have decided they're going to bench Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor, and they're going to go with Peterman. Peterman is going to be the starter. <laughs> Mr. Peterman. Mr. Peterman will be the starter. Actually, this guy's a fifth-round pick named Nathan Peterman. By the way, I saw the Elaine Cake episode on YouTube. Oh. When when she comes in, she looks in the refriger little refrigerator and finds the piece of cake and takes a grabs it with her hands. <laughs> and a minute later, he tells her that it's some cake from 1933 and it cost him twenty seven thousand dollars. <laughs> Peterman was a, a fantastic character, but the quarterback they're going to go with a fifth round rookie, Nathan Peterman, who played at Pittsburgh. And uh, was drafted, when did they draft him? Fifth round, right? Didn't they say fifth sure. round yep. draft choice out of Pittsburgh? Uh, he actually started for your Vols. He didn't yeah. start, but that's where his first college was. Tennessee stayed there two years. How the hell come he was able to transfer and play right away? He was a three-year graduate. His three-year graduate at Tennessee. He, or might, he, he might have, have been. He didn't play very much. With no, the he balls. didn't. He uh, threw twenty passes or threw forty-three passes at uh, Tennessee. I heard this this morning and had to go. Who he play for? Uh, I didn't know. I had never heard of this guy until this Pitt, morning. Uh, Peterman, but uh, that is, uh, you know, they 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 stunk it out against New Orleans, and they are going with a rookie quarterback. Uh, the crowd at uh, the Bulls Bill Stadium cheered when uh, he came in on uh, Sunday after uh, Taylor was a nine out of eighteen for uh, fifty six yards and a career low thirty three point six passer rating. Clearly, something is broken because Italy are not going to the World Cup. Where did it go wrong in your eyes? Ventura really has a tremendous amount of responsibility. He was completely overmatched. His knowledge of international football, close to zero. <laughs> this is football. You've been in it a long time. You're 69 years old. The amount of, of, of stupid thing that, things that this man comes out with <laughs> is ridiculous. You put out the wrong lineup. You made stupid mistakes. You, you didn't have any kind of identity. You had issues with the players. You kept changing the formation. You played with no spine and no guts. It's not just broken. It's shattered. And it's in pieces. Ah. Uh... Uh, who was uh, commenting there? Uh, one of uh, one of ESPN soccer one of ESPN uh, soccer, experts, soccer yeah. guys. They can get in quite a lather, can't oh, they? Oh yeah. Azuri, Azuri is the Italian team. Okay, it yep. uh, means uh, or the Azuri, which means the blue. Right, they're the blue, and uh, they have failed to make the World Cup for the first time since 1958. They will not be in the World Cup. 
and they lost to Sweden. Uh, they had two games. One goal was scored. Ooh. It was scored by Sweden. I've seen Italy play, actually, in the World Cup. They play the most boring football in history. You'd think with the all hot-blooded, crazed Italians, they'd be running up and down the Was field. this at RFK Stadium I when you watched them? I saw No, I saw them in the Meadowlands play the Irish. Okay. And then I saw them, and the, they played Brazil in the championship. Okay. Played. They tried to keep it. 0-0 zero, zero and <laughs> and win the shootout. They're the Jacques Lemaire. They are. Okay. They, they do use the Dump neutral zone trap. Dump and chase. Well, uh, they didn't make it uh, this year. And Coach Ventura, who mm. was getting that review, got fired. Uh, this uh, is probably uh, more egregious than our boys missing the World Cup, isn't it? Oh, Italy. Yes. Oh, oh my God. They're uh, they're terrible over I there. saw a great tweet, and yeah. I forget who put it out there, but it, after they had lost, it said, Don't worry, Italy. Uh, the World Baseball Classic is just around the corner <laughs> yes, right. with those guys. How about people. that? They've did, made the World <laughs> Baseball Classic more frequently than the World Cup. Did Italy win the World Cup a few? Oh yeah, few they won uh, years a few ago, times. maybe like uh, twenty or two thousand eight. Yeah, oh six. Where when like were their championships? I can get that for you. I got their championships here. When the hell did they win? Uh, world, uh, when, when the hell did they win? Champions in 1968. Uh, no, wait, they haven't. Holy cow, they haven't won since 1960. No, wait, that's something else. That's the UFA. That's UFA. When we don't they, want UFA. No, that's UFA. We don't give a damn about UFA. They have won some world championships. That is for sure. Here's the World Cup record. Champions, Manny, you know your soccer, 2006. Okay. They were the I champions in 2006. Recent. They were the runners-up in 94 here. They were the champions in 82, and then champions in 34 and 38 when this thing was just getting started. So uh, very proud, but they fired the coach today. And according to our commentator from ESPN, he deserved to be fired. Because <laughs> he not made some stupid mistakes. If not stopped to death by donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they do in Italy? I don't know. <laughs> Take him up in the grape country and yeah. let the donkeys stop him to death. Uh, they'd be very upset they didn't make it. We'll be back with Herm. We're talking purple right now on the ride with Royce. You play to win the game. Hello? It's former player and coach turned ESPN NFL analyst Herm Edwards. Edwards is with us. Case Keenum has retained his starting job, at least at the start of Sunday's game. Uh, uh, he had a pretty good game if he hadn't thrown those two interceptions at the end. Yeah, he's played well, and I think he's played well this whole stretch, gone five and two, um, obviously scoring about 27 points a game this offense. Um, and you said it, you know, this week is a, is a big game, you know, not only for him, but I also think for the Rams. I mean, the Rams going to roll and play a really good Viking football team. With that being said, for Keenum, I think it's not only this game, but it's the next three after this one. Yeah. Become very interesting, right? Detroit on the road, Atlanta on the road, and Carolina on the road. Yeah, it is. uh, It's a difficult stretch, but uh, I thought Washington was about as uh, much of a challenge as those other three road games are going to be. I I think they're pretty dang sneaky good, and they were desperate, and yet the Vikes went in and uh, really moved the ball. 
Yeah, they did, and then he's done a good job, and he, he's not making errors with the ball. He did the two picks, but he, but he bounced back, which was good. Um, you know, this offense is, you know, with him at the quarterback, they're ninth in the league. I mean, they score him by 24 points. You know, it always helps when your defense only gives up 18. Um, they have an outstanding defensive unit of players, but, but this offense is moving the ball. Uh, you know, and, and they're not, like, methodical. I mean, they, they take his shots down the field, and he's getting comfortable running the system. So it's kind of ironic, isn't it? He was the guy that was the starter with the Rams when Jared Goff was the backup. Right? Yeah. When he drafted Goff, he was kind of holding. He was the guy, and then all of a sudden they let him go, and Goff became the starter. And, and, you know, Jared didn't play that well last year, but all of a sudden he's playing really good. And now Case Keenum's doing a nice job with the Vikings, too. What do you think of this pair of receivers? Uh, Diggs is a later round draft choice, mm-hmm. and Thielen is a nobody. And uh, I don't think you put two of them together. There aren't many teams that are better, are they? I like them. I like both of them. They, they both have 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 something to them. Uh, Thielen, you know, Thielen reminds me a lot. Of, uh, you know, I had a guy that uh, Wayne Corbett, yeah, <laughs> with the Jets, you know, from <laughs> yeah. He kind of reminds me of Wayne Corbett every time I see him play. You know. And, and Diggs is really good. You know, he's one of those guys. Um, he is really good uh, as far as his agility and his mobility once he's in the air catching balls. He can make a lot of, you know, these kind of special catches. I mean, this is unbelievable. You know, and the one that that that, that Thielen made, you know, last week was 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 really really a, a, a nice catch on Norman. You know, he stuck his hands out there. And just caught it. You can see how strong those hands were. So these guys are very impressive. You know who you would have liked to coach? I'm going to take a wild guess. Harrison Smith. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> There's no doubt. There's no doubt. You know, he, he, he is a bigger athletic version and probably faster than John Lynch. Yeah. Not Coach Lynch. Yeah. Uh, he reminds me a lot of John. You know, John was a Stanford guy, and he played quarterback early and got drafted in baseball, actually, and then came down to Tampa. They had him playing linebacker. When we got down there, they said he couldn't play. I said, well, let me have him. I'll play him a strong state. I think he could play. <laughs> Ended up being a pretty good player. <laughs> well, and Smith, uh, they you know, they can put him up on a line of scrimmage uh, if they want to, and, uh, man, he's like having another linebacker. Yeah, he is. He's big. He's rangy. You know, this whole unit, I mean, especially the defense, you just marvel at them. They've got a lot of confidence in what they do. I mean, you look at their numbers, you know, they don't give up points. They're, you know, they're, they're what, 20, uh, 28% on third down. I mean, you can't run the football on them. I mean, it, it's a really fun group to watch. Hey, the uh, Rams, uh, as good as they've been, mm. uh, same record as the Vikings, but they uh... – they haven't played the real tough schedule, so uh, it'll no, be interesting, no. as you said, how they handle a loud road uh, game. Yeah, this is this is this is one that you know because you know you look at them and you go eh, at Jacksonville, you thought okay they play Jacksonville. Jacksonville got a good defense. They do, you know they 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 went you know they went down to Dallas and beat Dallas when Dallas was kind of humming. You went okay. Yeah. But even I did a radio deal out there today with Los Angeles, and the thing they're going are are these guys for real? And you know, and every and you keep winning, and everybody keeps questioning, are they any good? Oh, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. <laughs> How, uh, the the guy in the middle will be a nice test for Pat Elfline, the rookie, huh? Aaron Aaron Donald. Oh, well, Aaron Donald, he's really playing good. I mean, and you know, and Jim's probably told him like this guy's already and you know, he missed missed some of the season already. He was out early. 
He's hit the quarterback 52 times already. <laughs> really? More than any other guy in football. And I said, the guy missed the first three, get two games. Wow. <laughs> he hit the quarterback 52 times. Wow, yeah. from the middle too, from yeah, not, not yeah. from a defensive end. Wow, that's yeah. that, that is yeah. a, that's a heck of a stat. Yeah, that's a good a good one for him. But they, they they got a good group. I mean, their offense is a little bit better than you think too. You know, you know who you're gonna watch, like watching, and it reminds me of the guy Keelan is this Cooper Cup kid. Yeah, where the good heck player. did he come from? Yeah, he's from the little division. What division two school? He he broke all kind of records. He uh, he's a good player, boy. Yeah, he can play, you know. And then all of a sudden, Woods, the kid that was up in Buffalo, yeah. is playing well. And I tell you who's really playing good. He's a good football player. And they give him the ball a lot. Whether they throw it to him or he runs it as Gurley. Gurley's playing good. Boy. Yeah, well, he's uh, that. I've, I've continued to say that was a great draft choice because they knew they were getting a guy with a bad ACL and they wouldn't get him for yeah. a year, but they drafted him anyway. Yeah. Hey, Woods, those 97-yard touchdown passes have a tendency to change momentum too, don't they? Oh boy, he's made big, you know, and he's made some big plays. He really has. It, it kind of shows you, you know, all of a sudden you get a guy from from another place, and he comes to a place where they can use him correctly. And you know, Sammy Watkins is the same, and Sammy Watkins is playing well too. So they they got this offense that kind of, you know, it, it's good. I mean, they, they got Higby as a tight end. Higby, he, he's a, he's a good player too. So they're kind of fun to watch. Uh, as a uh, as a wonderful old defensive back, uh, did you ever give up one of them ninety some yarders and say, "Oh, this is a, I'm going to hear about this one forever." You can always blame the safety for those. Well, anyway. yeah, you, that's funny you say that, you know, because I was one of them corners. You know, when I thought I had a good good read on something, I would tell my safety, "Hey, you got me." And I can yeah. remember playing the Giants. You know, so they were running. They came in flat, and yeah. they would run the guy to the flat. And they would run a guy to the to the uh, on a go route, you know, on a bench route. And I told the guy, I told the safety, I said, "Hey, man, you got my back." And I said, "Cause you know, I can jump this thing <laughs> if they do it." So the formation showed itself, you know. And sure enough, you know, I'm kind of going back with the with the bench route, and I'm gonna come off on this thing and pick off the the, the going in the flat. And so I took off for the flat right. And quarterback holds the ball. He throws the bench route, and so I spin around. I'm okay. The safety sitting in the middle of the field. Boy, this ain't good, boy. <laughs> hey, uh, Herm, I remember Bud just whining like crazy with his great defense about pick yeah. plays, about, you know, back yeah. in the day. And they were much more oh. vigilant about those now. what? When did we make the change where you can basically go block a defensive back on those crossing routes? Well, well, it's not supposed to be that. It's supposed to be. They call it, they, 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 they change the term. It's a rub route. Yeah. You know, and basically the way it really should work, um, and I know some head coaches, we used to do some of that SS West Coast stuff, is that when you caught him in man, if you had a rub route, the receiver was, space, was basically supposed to run across knowing that the guy defending you would actually run into their defender. That's how you want to make it look. Now, sometimes it doesn't look like that. Sometimes these guys just run right right at the guy. It's like, are you kidding me? And the official, you know. And, and here's what you do, though. And I'm pretty sure Zim's told them. You actually draw those things up on the board and say, hey, they have a tendency of doing this. 
Yeah. I want you to look out for it. You give them a fair warning, but sometimes you miss it. They don't call it very often anymore, no. though. They used to call it a lot more, and I know Bud used yeah. to go nuts about it. Every time somebody completed a decent pass against them, yeah, they picked them. But uh, yeah. they, they uh, you know what? You know the other thing that's changed? You can now push a guy into the end zone. Remember, you couldn't assist the ball carrier. Yeah, and now you can, him you can pick what? him up and carry him in there. Now. Right, yeah. You know, well, everything with the two things we already talked about is all offensive plays, right? Yeah. They want the offense to, to have success, and if you can make offensive football have some success, they want that. Okay, how come the New England defense was horrible for a month, and now now they're going to go to the Super yeah. Bowl again? What happened? Yeah, they they figured it out. You know, and, you know, they, they kind of. I, you know, I always say it's this. It, it's kind of, you know, they. They kind of figured out who they were early. They thought they were a lot better uh, with their rush, and it really it, it never it never unfolded for them, and exposed a lot of the guys in the secondary. So I think they got back to some other things helping these guys, and all of a sudden, the last what four weeks, they're only giving up about sixteen points a game. Yeah, and when you get thirty five a week, I guess it's uh, you know you can. I mean, they're they're damn near impossible to stop for some reason with Brady. Yeah. But, uh, it, well, you see what he did to Denver, right? In Denver. Oh boy, and that, well, that's a good defense. That's yeah, a good defense. Not anymore. <laughs> not the no, last not month. Anymore, no, not after Captain America got a hold of him. <laughs> we ain't good anymore. You're right. <laughs> All right. All right, Herm. Thank you. Talk to you next Wednesday. Okay, buddy. Thank you. All right, uh, the great Herm Edwards, our Wednesday guest on Talking Purple tomorrow. The Brainiacs get together. Seaford and Pelissero will be uh, in the five. Can the world handle that? Uh, there's uh, big, big brain football right there. Holy man. cow! It will be fantastic. We shall return, and uh, we are going to have Jess in here for the hockey half hour. Yep. Give us 30 minutes, and we'll give you everything clocks. What is uh, slashing? Slashing is like that. Jess Myers now joins the Ride with Royce for this edition of the Hockey Half Hour. Very disappointed in my Huskies. They went out and got swept by Denver. Uh, And and the coach gets an official reprimand after the game, too. Yeah, they... Uh, the uh, some drama this week off the ice because a prized recruit that was going to go to St. Cloud State all of a sudden switched his uh, plans and he's going to go to Denver instead. Uh-oh. So there was some extra tension between the two coaches. And oh, then, he was swayed by one series in mm, one weekend. I don't know that that's <laughs> all that went into it. But uh, so after the well, game, the signing date is pretty quick, right? Yeah. So after the game, uh, the Saturday night game, there were some very heated words exchanged between okay. the two coaches and uh, a few f bombs thrown. Did they and both get uh, reprimanded? They, they both or got just a, they, they both got a, a nice little letter of reprimand man from the okay. league and said we we don't appreciate such behavior and basically you know if i was a commissioner i would have said do that down in the tunnel not where yeah. everybody's watching oh they did it out on yeah the right right on the ice right oh, right, okay. right in front of the oh, benches instead yeah. of the handshake After, yeah. uh, they did the handshake and then then they started then calling were, each other names there, there well, was that's some, good i'm glad to see a little fire a little, little fire a little throwback was, to the old WCHA. it was probably not fortunate for the uh the Huskies that Denver was going back home after suffering a uh, right. sway, sweep against Den- the Denver Western was a bit Michigan. ornery, I would think, last mm-hmm. weekend. So, yeah, that, that didn't help things at all. And uh, now the Huskies back home get your favorite team, your favorite story, Colorado College. Yes. Suddenly showing signs Revise. of life. Revitalize. Seven and five. Mm-hmm. That, that, coach, uh, that new coach for years has been saying, oh, yeah, we got a system. We'll stick with uh-huh. it. Well, maybe he's right. Who knows? And, uh, of course, then the Gophers go to Michigan and blow two oh, big leads. Didn't, weren't they ahead three? 
three zero the first night. Three zero the first night. Four zero the second night. Four zero the yeah. second night. Yeah, yeah. Boy, uh, boy. How did they? How's uh, have you seen? Have you talked to the Don this I, week? I, I talked to the Don today. I said, you know, how much rebuilding of the psyches do you have to do? He said, you know what, they're fine. He said, yeah. you know, it's. it's he said, "You don't often see though when you're up four nothing and and you know you don't get a win out of it." That uh, and especially with Shearhorn playing well, yeah. was was it what I didn't and and I, and I don't Saturday, know if anybody's seen it. Was any was it on any deep? Was it on television? Friday's game, I think you had to go to mgoblue.com okay. or some you know something like that. Saturday night's game was on. Uh, I think it was Big Ten Network. Okay. I watched it, and you know, uh, fun hockey, entertaining hockey back and forth. You know, seven six was so the final. Kinda, they're still you know, playing. They're still playing the same kind of uh, wild hockey, Michigan. Huh? Yeah. Not, oh, yeah. They're, absolutely. They're they haven't still changed. And, you know, the action. They've got this Hughes kid that you know maybe the one of the top draft picks in the NHL next year. I mean, you know, this kind of this new family of Michigan hockey that's that's coming out of the Detroit area. So uh, quickly revitalize that Michigan program, and they're going to be competitive for a while. Well, I think. You know, there's a time that Don probably would have been. Depressed and upset. <laughs> he's kind of got her kicked back now. Yeah. He's, oh, he's, yeah. he's, he's he knows he's it. got a pretty good team, and this he's is just kind of a, a, a bump the, in the road. And, this, yeah. uh, but they might. This kind of puts them in trouble for the Big Ten title because Notre Dame hasn't lost yet. Yeah, right? Notre Dame's looking very good. That mm-hmm. uh, that would be something to have Notre We've, Dame coming uh, in the first we, year. We have uh, owned the Big Ten for three years. How many years? Every, has well, it been? every year it's been around. I think it's been four years now. Yeah, four or so. Okay. 14, 15, 16, 17. Yeah, four straight years. They've won the. They've okay. won the so this title. is the fifth year. Of, this is the fifth. This year. is the fifth year of the ruination of hockey as we know it, right? <laughs> the, the death of so hockey. Who, who they get? CC. They might be tickets available for that one. C- right? CC coming to St. Cloud and the Gophers host oh, uh, Harvard. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. And you said you did a piece for the Athletic on uh, uh, the uh, working great, on it. Working on it right now. 1989 game. I love that hockey game. That oh was my a hell of a my hockey first game. Frozen Four. You know, St. Yeah. Paul Civic Center. Oh, that place is absolutely packed. packed. And two great teams. Harvard was really good, and the Gophers were fantastic. That was Wooger's. That was Wooger's big chance, man. Yeah, that was probably his best team, and just you know, loaded. Seemed like a team of destiny, and just so deep. You know, Chorsky and mm-hmm. Snuggerud and Todd Richards, and just and so the many other, great the players. The other team the had Chris Drury, and they had a bunch of players too. That, they were good. That was that, no Chris. Chris Drury's a Drury BU was guy, but they team. had Ted Donato. They had okay, Wayne McDonald. I mean, they did you they know, have a Drury? I thought yeah. they had a Drury. Maybe they, not. They, they may have had a Drury, not yeah. Chris Drury though. That okay. might have been. Yeah, that's a, that's a good okay. question. You know, and Todd Harchi out of Anoka, who was a great player, yeah. and, and you know Mike Vukinich out of Duluth Denfeld, who was a great player. You know, played with Stauber all his life, and here they are facing off in the national championship. And uh, yeah, back and forth game. You know, Donato scores with about nine minutes left to give Harvard a lead. I think it was one of the Hankinsons tied it up with about mm-hmm. four minutes left. Yeah. They go to overtime. Randy's, who got the winner? Uh, here, here's trivia for you. Ed Crayer got the winner. Ed Crayer, that's yeah. right. Ed Crayer, yeah. After uh, Scarta hit the Pope, and I by, and by, I talked to uh, I talked to Chucky Hughes, who is the Harvard goalie. You know, brash, confident freshman. Yeah. After the game, still the great quote. They said. Chuck, what did you think when you heard that puck hit the post behind you? He said, well, I knew it wasn't going in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that puck, that River Civic Center that night, 1989, 19,000 people in there screaming and hollering, and you could use that bell from when he hit the post to wake you up in the morning. Is it, <laughs> it was that loud? It, it was, was, it was that loud. 19,000 people went, 
Doing. Right in the middle. He got poor, it square is what you're saying. Poor Randy Skarga. You could hear that all over the I, I talked to Randy. He said in 2002 when the Gophers finally, finally won. Finally won. He said, now I don't hear about it quite as much like when I check in for a tea time and people see my yeah, name. But, yeah, uh, but yeah he, uh, he he's heard about it for a long time, that, that one shot. All righty. We'll be back. Jess Myers, the hockey half hour. Getting you caught up on the week in pucks. It's the Hockey Half Hour with Jess Myers. Combination that requires the highest level of conditioning, speed, creativity. On the ride with Royce. Don't interrupt the coach, Pat. All right. How do you go? Usually goalies have good years and bad years. Yep. Or good, good periods. Good, good months and, and bad months. Come, yep. Like St. Louis last year. Couldn't, Jake, couldn't stop Jake a, Allen. They yep. couldn't stop a bowling ball. Yep. They fired Hitchcock, and now we got Jake Allen standing on his head, right? Yep. So that doesn't happen too often. But how do you go from a sieve to a guy who's never going to give up a goal again in his life uh, with here's, Doobie? That's and what here's I want to know. Here's the true mark of the Minnesota sports <laughs> fan. Nobody's really that excited about it because they know it's not going to last. You know, it's like okay, cool, yeah, Three nice, games without a nice, goal. nice story. Three game, hundred and ninety-five minutes. He hasn't given up a goal. Hundred and six straight saves. And this uh, was after we were all cursing him when right? he let a couple of softies in. Yeah, they played Toronto. He, you know, he looked like crap. And then you know, since then he hasn't lived up. You know, hasn't let up a goal. And and you know, playing with confidence, obviously, but. It's not fluky stuff. This is not the Jacques Lemaire era where you could make 14 saves and get a shutout. No, I mean, 30 last night. Yeah, 30 last night and 17 of them in the second period. Talking to Dave Haxtell after the uh-huh. game, you know, he didn't seem disappointed. He's like, you know, we came out, we played offense, we we shot the puck, 17 shots in that second period. You know, they're they're getting Philadelphia played him twice and got zip right. Yeah, zero. Okay. Shut yeah. him out both times. And by the way, my friends in Philadelphia, one of them posted on Facebook last night. How much longer are we going to put up with this Dave Haxtell oh, offense? Really? So the North Dakota fans have apparently. Oh, migrated okay. to the East Coast now. They're, they're upset they're, with him because he didn't tell them to score goals. He huh? didn't tell them to score goals, and they don't <laughs> they like that. They 30 shots. Yeah, he juggles lines too much, and, you okay, know, all yeah. this kind of, you yeah. know, whatever. I mean, it's just, you know, Brian Elliott is, is playing great in goal for Philadelphia. They just can't score right now. When right? do they think uh, Coyle is going to return? He's uh, back skating, yes, you know, and, and that. that's, you know, kind of kind of testing the leg. A couple of weeks, maybe? I would think a couple of weeks still. I mean, it's a broken bone, so you're not going to go out and, and go full bore right Right away, and so we were in full panic, and now we're good again. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we we're good again. I mean, you know, this this Nashville team that's coming to town has won five in a row, and they're scoring yes. goals by the ton. I so. did see that uh, they they started kind of yeah mediocre, yeah, and now they're rolling. So they're, they're rolling, and and you know, six goals last night against a Washington team that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Nick Benino's healthy now; he's back in the lineup for them. Subban is doing Subban things. So uh, yeah, Nashville's a hockey town all of a well, sudden. They, and they were in a big panic uh, when. Um, their guy that they let go to Vegas was scoring two goals a game. Oh, yeah, James Neal. James yeah. Neal, when yeah. they started, oh, how could we let James Neal go? And now they're scoring <laughs> Plus, goals. Plus, you know, a lot of people forget this, but this is an emotional game for Devin Dubnik because he had those two games he spent in a Predators uniform. Uh, he, really? He, he made two starts for them back in that year that he was kind of wandering. Before in the he went to Arizona. You know, Edmonton let him go. They cut okay. him loose. He went to Nashville. He played two games there. They let him go. They Then he winds up in Montreal's AHL team. You know, bounced around there. He winds up being the backup in Arizona, and that's you know when he played well, and and Chuck Fletcher was able to get him for not much. And, it is, and he comes uh, here. you know, I was, uh, you know, I was saying the other day that uh, you go get a guy 
that's kind of a stopgap, like Pommonville, and then you don't want to have people say, well, you gave up too much for a rental, so then you give them a five-year contract. I was wondering if they'd done the same thing with Dubnik <laughs> here, but, uh, you know, they don't have any other option. No. It is amazing. Well, how, I mean, Stalock has played okay in the yeah, starts but he's that he's not gotten. going to start 60 but, games. But they're not going to put him in now with the, with the way Dubnik's playing. Here's the other deal, though. It's amazing how few goalies you draft and end up being your goalie. Right. Yeah. They've drafted Harding. Who started a certain amount of games yep. was never he was the guy for two months maybe, right. and and they and and Kemper and those are the only guys that have really played and, and Kemper looked like the guy for a little while. Where is he? Is he, he, he's, he he's with the Los Angeles Kings. He's backup? their backup goalie. Yep, mm-hmm. and uh, and the Kings are playing well, so it's a nice uh, nice little landing spot for him. And uh, the other panic place was the Oilers, and now they're winning some games. So. Yeah. Everybody's okay. Uh, you mentioned they got seven goals last night, so maybe we can relax. You mentioned everybody gets in a panic too early. Now Arizona, they can. Panic. They don't even panic because they, no, they, they don't care. They don't. They don't care. They, and, you know, yeah. when you're losing bad to Winnipeg, you but know, it's, I I don't think we can panic before December fifteenth. Great so. bit of analysis since you mentioned Edmonton uh-huh. among about the ages of teams and who has the most potential. Guys under 25 who are going to be yeah. good. Edmonton, you know, far and away is one of the top teams, up-and-coming teams in the league because they're so young. So I'm reading this. I'm going down the rankings. I get to number 29, and there are Minnesota Wild. We, uh, you know, the, the, we got the, some age on us. We got some age. You know, remember, even, even we, though we look at those young guys, but they're but but they're not regular contributors. You know, Dumba yeah. is is a young guy that's still going to going to contribute for this team. You would think. But God, remember just a couple of years ago, we were talking about all this great young upcoming yeah. talent, and it just hasn't developed into what we thought it would develop into. You know, Granlin is a, is a, is a serviceable player. How about Luke Kuna? No. Oh, he looks good. You like him, right? He's feisty, man. Had a couple shots on Brian Elliott last night. I wanted one to go in just so we could have the Badger on Badger angle, but that didn't Is he seem a goal scorer or not? I think he's a goal scorer. Really? Yeah. And he's, and he's a young, kind of puck-moving guy. Gets it to the front of the net. We, you know, uses the size that he has. That's really helpful. But the way that top line is playing right now, I mean, it, they're just fun to watch moving the puck. They scored 12 seconds into the game yesterday. When you get Stahl and Niederreiter and Zucker all kind of moving together. Stahl and they hadn't been doing much until lately, right? Until lately. But, you know, when Zucker is on this scoring tear, seven yeah. goals in the last four games and the thing he said about it is you know it's amazing what happens when they put you on a line with Eric Stahl I mean he's yeah. he's giving credit to the other guys for helping him move the puck and Niederreiter well, seems to have bounced back he's one of the few guys they got that can go yeah. skate by you yeah right he's, he's the guy if there's a 50-50 puck at center ice you know he's going to win it and he's going to have a breakaway because he's just going to how old is he he's gonna 25 use or 6 uh, I think he's about 25 yeah, yeah. just uh, just had his uh, his second child he, he mm-hmm. and his wife so uh, big, big exciting time for them too so uh, fun time to be on the team best quote I saw yesterday by the way Tyler Ennis who is a guy who moves the puck well just can't seem to finish mm-hmm. uh, the one thing he he's said he's a midget of, yeah not, not a big <laughs> a guy a small person yeah a small person we don't want to we don't want to say anything is Dwarf the right one no, 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 he's, a small, guy. he's yeah. a small guy. Uh, yeah, 5'9", moves the puck, you know, flies up and down the ice, just can't seem to finish. But we asked him last night about Dubnik, about the way Dubnik's playing. He says, you know what? He said, you always knew when I was with Buffalo, when you were coming to play Minnesota, it was going to be a bear to get to the net, and it was going to be a bear to try and score. He says, I'm really happy to be on this team now and not have to deal with that. He doesn't want to be in that mess in Buffalo either, but uh, yeah. Well, every time I turn the damn game on, it's 0-0 in the second period. I want to see some goals. <laughs> now, last night it was one to nothing. But I, I want to see, I want to turn on the game in the second period and have it be 3-2 to two someday. As you know, those Let's are go. a lot of fun to write, too. You know, yeah. when, when Let's you're have some about... goals. Come on. We'll be back. 
Hey, we should give a mention to that uh, text I got today that I turned into a tweet that uh, Leangelo Ball leads UCLA in steals, and he hasn't played a game yet. So that's uh, that's a, that was a pretty good one-liner. Uh, the Grizz... The Grizz is out here, huh? The Grizz is here. Oh, The Grizz man. is here. I like to so, think of myself as the co-host of The Great Outdoors, let's be honest. Hey, the, the Grizz is the guy who the runs Grizz, the show. Yeah, the Grizz is here to talk fishing, probably, but he got a deer, too. Oh, he yeah. He got himself Good a deer. Him. Taylor's Falls. Now, I didn't realize that uh, you can shoot a rifle up there if, nice. you're on the, if you're on the right side of the, the freeway up there. When, when you don't have to go too far away, that's no, nice, No, that's right? good. You, yeah, see, yeah, you silly don't have to go guys all the like, way to War Road. Silly guys like me driving you up the Lake of the Woods County. and you see a deer, yeah, it's kind of bad. So, wolves anyway. need love, too. Sled hockey is the big story in town this weekend. The USA Hockey Sled Hockey Classic starts tomorrow in Plymouth. They're going to have uh, 10 games one day, 20 games another day, some of the best sled hockey teams in and, the United and, States. And now those are, uh, Je- are, our guy Jeff Sauer was very much Jeff involved Jeff Sauer in was a uh, gold medal winning coach for, for Team are, USA. These are, ki- these are people disabled in some manner? Yes, usually okay. usually with a loss of their legs of, of okay. some sort where they play on sleds. With, and, with, and and the great Jeff Sauer was the coach of the U.S. sled hockey team and won some gold medals, didn't he? Fantastic documentary about him out there. Okay. I think it's on Netflix. Uh, really? Ice Warriors or something like that. And about, is Jeff in it? Is and Jeff, Jeff, in Jeff it? Is a, plays a prominent role. God rest his soul. He was very involved in hockey for the deaf and, and uh, sled hockey and other opportunities for folks. He wanted everybody to play, have a chance to play. Mike Sturdich is, uh, was one of his assistant coaches, yes. too, by the way. They worked now, together. Now, who's I wonder who took over for Jeff. I, I don't suppose Sertz wanted to. No, I don't, he didn't want to work that hard. You know, speaking, he's got a, he's like Grizz. He's speaking, go speaking of guys who fish now and then, yeah. Shoot a deer and get a fish. You know, he's got to do that. He's still, have you seen him lately? Has he still got the the huge beard the last time he uh, the last like, uh, last time I saw him he didn't have that. Okay. But you know, he got rid of the toupee now, so it's it's kinda yeah. still a little striking to look at him when he's Could he have used been it. the gopher coach. Yeah. Could have been uh, before they hired Wooger. Wooger uh, was their third choice. Certs was the uh, hot ticket. Who was the blazer too? Yeah. Uh, well and Herbie was the, the number oh, one that, choice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't coming back for God's sake. <laughs> as I uh as I once wrote, which got me in a little trouble with Herbie. After the Olympics, remember he wouldn't take any job. Everybody was trying to hire him in the world. Played hard to get. Yep. I said, Herbie is, Herbie is holding out for the job he really wants. Emperor of the world. (laughs) 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 He was, he was a God. He was a contrary guy. Oh yeah. He. uh, So of course he did what everybody expected him to do. Went to St. Cloud State and started a program there. Yeah. Eighty four, when they lost to Norway. In the first, after the year, after Lake Placid, yep, Louisville, yep. and I called up the Norwegian embassy and said, how do you say, do you believe in miracles in Norwegian? And it had them <laughs> spell it out for me in my column. It was, you know, do you believe, whatever, Ushka, Nushka, whatever yeah, the hell yeah. it was. And I, I ran into Herbie that night at the North Star game in the, in the drinking room there, and he said, you really think you're funny, don't you? I said, <laughs> And you know he told me he chewed me out, but deep in it. Although he liked Lou Vero, right? Wasn't oh, sure, Lou yeah. His Lou, guy, Lou, so. Lou was kind of a USA hockey mm-hmm. appointee. He paid his dues through all that stuff. Lou, so. yeah, Herbie and I had the love hate. I had the love, and <laughs> <laughs> he could he could put up with me once in a while. I loved Herbie though. Damn, damn it, even if he was a little little ornery at well, times. Well, you can go eat at his restaurant now there, uh, you know, the, the, with the statue of him out in front. Herb I don't know how he right. felt that way, Pat. You're so Should lovable. Should have been the name of the tournament. It would still be going on instead of the restaurant. Should have been the Herbie. All right. Uh, Jess, the great outdoor show. Dennis and the Grizz coming up.
This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you, or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in.